and welcome to episode 93 of the Dragons Are Real podcast. Well, it's Wednesday, so that means only one thing. It's Kickstarter Wednesday, that's right. This is when I look at all the new stuff coming to Kickstarter related to RPGs. So let's get straight into it. I've divided it into three sections, uh, general related RPG stuff, anything related to 5e and accessories. So the first up is the RPG category. Let's have a look what we've got for you this time. So first off, we have the Mora Cinematic Game System. Mora Cinematic Role-Playing Game System uses cinema to provide the ultimate joy of playing your favourite movie character. So it says that using Mora, you can create any setting you ever wanted to play in, whether it's books, movies or television. And this system is inspired by the film industry and the common language of films. It plays on universal themes and tropes, so you can play everything from a robot cowboy to an ancient goddess. At the time of this recording, there is no information on the system, only the picture of a character sheet, but they do promise uh, more information on future updates with mechanics such as attributes, skills, qualities and sets. You customise your world and characters to exactly what you want them to be. Next up, we have Garden of the Giant Returns, a tabletop role-playing game inspired by classic children's tales. This is a game that takes place in a magical garden abandoned by its original inhabitants. Left on their own, the animals have gained sentience and culture in their stead and now lead what they think are ordinary lives within the isolated stone walls. So Gardens of the Giant tells tales similar to those you would find in children's literature. Stories of magical realms and self-discovery set against villainous plots or catastrophes. And you play the game as the courageous mice who seek an end to the tyranny of the crown and its corrupted influence. And this has got 14 different scenarios and 20 different plots. Next up is Nowhereville, a horror RPG set in a small town that won't let you leave. So terrible things happen in Nowhereville perpetrated by both monstrous people and literal monsters. But the townsfolk constantly forget about these things. For some reason you remember and you fight back. So this system draws inspiration from the early works of Stephen King, The X-Files and Twin Peaks. It's a complete all-in-one rulebook for players and GMs, which it claims is character creation can be completed in five minutes. You can play six different archetypes. There's GM advice and guidelines for the type of game it sets up to be. A complete town with map, overview, organisations, NPCs, monsters, secrets and other details. And an intensity dial to adjust the game how you want to play it. The system, you roll a number of six-sided dice equal to the rating of the trait you are testing. This is a target number between four and six. Every time you make a trait check, besides determining the success or failure, you'll earn a point in one of three tracks. Skill, Spirit or Sway. You spend Skill to advance your character, Spirit to gain in-game advantages, and Sway describes the influence the town has on you and eventually punishes you for daring to fight back. Next we have Monster Hearts Brave New Worlds. This is new settings for Monster Hearts 2, written by queer and all biopic authors. So this is more stages for every dramatic campaign you can imagine in Monster Hearts 2. The project introduces 12 new small town settings to offer you new ways 
to explore and interact with unique environments in your campaigns. Those that don't know, Monster Hearts 2 is a tabletop role-playing game powered by the Apocalypse World Engine and deals with monster romance and horror. It follows the messy lives of teenage monsters who try to balance their lives as beasts alongside their lives as teens. Then we have Crescent Nautical Fantasy TTRPG, a tabletop RPG with deep, classless character building set in an endless archipelago. The world is neither round nor flat, cubic or dome-like. It is endless. It is layered, grand sea that spreads indefinitely in all directions. In the centre of the infinite ocean is an archipelago, which is known as the Crescent. Sail off the maps and explore the mysterious magic of each island in a game where your creativity is as boundless as the ocean. If this Kickstarter is successful, they say they will host a website with tools that will make navigating the game easier. The website will be free for all users to access the game's core rules and early level content, allowing anyone to hop in and play. The Crescent system does not use classes or character archetypes, and when players begin a character, they are given attribute points that can be distributed among Crescent's 14 attributes. And lastly, under the RPG category, we have Treasures of the Troll King, a Morkborg adventure. A sewer crawl adventure for Morkborg. I think you have to say it in that voice, I'm just guessing. So this is an adventure designed for one or two shot play. Uh, you'll need the Morkborg crawl rulebook to play. And the adventure takes place in two phases. A point crawl through the sewers beneath Galganback in search of the sunken chapel that houses Nidok, the Troll King, and a location-based dungeon in the chapel itself. Next up, let's have a look at what's new with the five E-related items. So the first up, I have got Shot Glass Adventures, Kalzar's Bane 3, Titanothe Rising, a book of seven one-shot adventures for 5e and OSR fantasy games, a digital maps package with grid and gridless maps and multi-free license. Apparently this is a sequel to the Shot Glass Adventures Mind Games Kickstarter, and this is the ninth book in a series from this author. It is published under the Open Games license and compatible with 5e and many OSR fantasy role playing games. This book is 116 pages of adventures that can be played as one shots or as a third party module in a four part campaign. It contains seven full adventures loads of hand-drawn full-colour maps of the towns, castles, villages and dungeons, 28 new monsters and NPCs, 17 new magic items, regent settings, town settings, expanded lore and more. Then we have Eldritch Sands 5e campaign setting. This is a unique 5e campaign setting inspired by science fiction and horror. Set in an apocalyptic future, one on the brink of human-made annihilation, the Eldridge Sands campaign setting is heavily influenced by 70s and 80s science fiction and horror. Be it in the vast endless ocean, a never-ending desert, remnants of a once-verdant planet, or in the oasis, a metal dome that provides shelter from the heat and raining storms that holds dangers on their own. Next up is Teletale. This is a campaign setting for 5e where fables and fairy tales collide, combining Oz, Peter Pan, the Grimm Brothers and more. So this is a world created during an event called the Grand Conjunction. The event is fused together a number of disparate fairy tale worlds causing havoc for the transported beings 
and creating strife between the new neighbours. As players, you take on the roles of spies or mercenaries working for or against specific hierarchs, and these are beings of extreme power which rules a zone. And these, some of the zones are Neverland, which is obviously Peter Pan, Oz, the Kingdom of Oz, Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland, the Black Forest, Grim Fairy Tales, Shinozen, and Ancient Japanese Fairy Tale. Next up, Wayfarers of the Farward, a 5e campaign setting. Enter the world of Lawson with a strong focus on journeys, environment, and ecosystems. 280 pages of content and features. So in this campaign setting, you leave civilization behind and step into the primordial. Lawson is a world where the gods roam the land, where magic is raw and unpredictable, and where each journey is a struggle for survival. You are tasked to travel the endless and ever-changing farward in your quest to connect the isolated bastions of civilization. This is a campaign setting for levels 1 to 10, with 200 encounters and new travel rules. Next up is the Golden Hand of Kreltor. This is for 5e D&D and Pathfinder 1st Edition. It belongs in the museum. Adventure to find a lost temple and survive its traps and puzzles in search of an ancient god's hand. And if you hadn't guessed already, this is inspired by action-adventure films like Indiana Jones. So the Golden Hand of Kreltor is an adventure module of exploration and peril, where players set out in search of an ancient temple lost to time, and must follow the clues, decipher the puzzles. It's designed to be a pick-up-and-play adventure, with JPEG handouts that are easy to print out or share online, and the module is designed to be played with only a few minutes of preparation. Then we have Valbrook's Silver Ring, a set of three 5e adventures that require no DM. The players choose and run encounters that they prefer. So this adventure path is four to six characters of eight level, and the three adventure paths require no dungeon masters. Basically, the players choose and run the encounters for each quest. And each adventure comes with two random start end encounter cards, five combat encounter cards, five puzzle encounter cards, five roleplay encounter cards, five skill challenge cards, and five wild cards. So instead of being in a book, the encounters are placed on cards. The group divides these cards up amongst themselves and chooses the encounters that will make up the night's adventure. And the last one in the 5e category is Into the Weird and Wild, revised and reprinted. A revised edition of the amazing wilderness horror setting and rulebook compatible with the, mo the world's most popular role-playing game. This is a supplemental book for those seeking to incorporate a weird and terrifying wilderness into their role-playing game. The book contains rules for wilderness travel and survival, rules for moon cycles and strange phases, for hunting, tracking and butchering monsters, with 40 plus new dangerous and terrifying monsters, 40 plus strange and savage items, 40 plus spells and rules for channeling the weird, a step-by-step -step guide for generating your own wilderness adventure, 100 random wilderness locations, tables upon tables of random diseases, wilderness dressings, traps, hazards, flora, encounters, and much more. And this is nicely illustrated with over 150 pieces of original art. On to the accessories section now. New for this week, we have got Star Schlock Astro Guards Miniatures. These are new metal 28mm miniatures inspired by sci-fi movies of the 70s and 80s. They are designed for the upcoming Starshlock sci-fi tabletop war game, but they'll, hap they'll happily be used in any RPG as well with a sci-fi setting. 
These are metal figures with slotter bases and you have uh, certain Astrogard squads and they do look very retro. So if you're after some 28mm sci-fi minis then this is the place to look. Next up we've got a RPG D6 dice sets by Arcane Dice. This is a sets of dice in four different colours. We've got uh, one that represents a forest which is our green dice with leaves. Uh, a steampunk one which is a white dice with gears. A nuclear set of dice, D6, which are yellow with radiation symbols, and a zombie set, which are of course red, and they've got faded markings on them. If you're after some treasure cards for your campaign, then treasure cards for RPG campaigns might be what you are looking for. Never have another empty chest in your campaign again. So basically, this is a deck of playing cards, which contains uh, chests with gems, coins, weapons, magic items, and mundane stuff. And the cards can be used to draw at random when you want to fill up your treasure chest. Next up, we've got Pirates of the Dread Sea Digital Edition. This is some 3D STL files of fantasy pirate miniatures and comes complete with some PDF mini rules. The Pirates of the Dread Sea is a fast, fun skirmish game set in a fantasy world populated by orcs, elves, dwarves and other exotic and usual races. Apparently these were only available previously as metal minis, uh, so now these are now available as STL files, so you can print them at home to your heart content. They were originally uh, scaled to 35mm, but as digital files you can scale them anywhere from 28 to 54mm without losing any quality. And if you look at the minis, you'll see uh, some similarity to certain uh, franchises, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean film. <coughs> Uh, and they've got crews uh, of humans, skeletons, orcs, screers, squid men, dwarves, goblins, and trolls. And the last one, uh, but by no means least for the new releases, is Dungeons and Lasers 3rd Edition. This is a modular Dungeons and Fantasy town with 60 plus NPC minis, 5e campaign, dragons, and animal companions. So this is a complete dungeon. RPG and terrain made of hard plastic and ready to paint. It's modular, affordable and customizable, and has a clip system to hold everything together. The terrain will cover approximately two square feet, that's 24 inches by 24 inches, or if you work in metric, 60 centimeters by 60 centimeters. They clip together easily and are durable. They are gridded for 28, 30 millimeter miniatures and have 13 different themes. Things like sewers, a royal castle, a cottage, a tower, city streets, you get the idea. And also comes with room furniture. So that's all of the new releases. Let's have a look at what's ending soon. Now we've been going for a month now, so some of these I've already covered. So I will just give you the bare details of those. Uh, it's up to you to look into past episodes or have a look at the Kickstarter page and find out more. So we start on the RPG section. First of all, we have The Bleakness, which is an indie horror tabletop game about traveling into the north on an ancient road and venture into the bleakness. Here, players assume the roles of pilgrims, struggling to survive on an ancient road fraught with danger and mysteries. It's a system, a campaign setting, and a detailed adventure arc bound in one text. And this is a D20 system with over 100 encounters, maps, and other stuff. 
Next up, Rangers of, of the Midden Vale, an OSR-inspired role-playing game about braving the wilderness to defend the innocent. You and a group of friends take on the role of Valiant Rangers, braving the wilderness and monster denizens of the Midden Vale to protect those who cannot protect themselves, inspired by such games as Ben Milton's Knave, David St. Baker's Dogs in the Vineyard. And this has been influenced by both OSR and Powered by the Apocalypse game. Next up, we have Fantasy World, which is the new go-to RPG for PBTA fantasy adventuring, or so it claims, and is a Powered by the Apocalypse game, which I've mentioned on a previous episode. There are two others which I recently mentioned on previous episodes, ending soon, are Swords and Spaceships, Space Tabletop System and Setting, which is a space opera tabletop playing game, uh, allowing you to take a strong focus on your character, your gear and your story. This was a D100 system. And then we have Orbital Blues, a blues-infused space western RPG with an accompanying cassette EP. Now I noticed on the previous episode I didn't mention this EP cassette, so I will do so this time. This is by Chris Bissett, and it's music from the universe of Orbital Blues with Chris performing as the fictional band The Deltas. And it says the tape comes beautifully packaged in a crimson red rave case with a small adventure on the case insert. Accessories ending soon. I've not mentioned this one before. It's a hardcover book of miniature terrain making with tutorials, inspiration and templates. So the book contains a wide range of easy and effective techniques to get your terrain and ideas on the gaming table as well as chapters about advanced modelling techniques to make highly realistic terrain and scenery. The book also includes inspirational pictures and exclusive terrain projects. It's got chapters on techniques and tutorials using specific tools and materials. Some tutorials on a number of projects, including a sci-fi battlefield, grim dark forest, deadly swamps. It's got more than 20 pages with printable templates that you can use to boost your crafting to the next level with walls, windows, doors, and you can print and make quite complex shapes with them, and a load of inspiring pictures to aid your crafting and get you all fired up. Now, with regards to the 5e-related stuff ending soon, we've got Bed, Bath and Behemoth, an epic D&D 5e adventure. Zardax the Behemoth has moved into a famous hot spring and refuses to leave, an epic adventure for 5e for level 70 to 20. This is a system neutral setting. Uh, the adventures arrive at the billowing steam and you find that the behemoth has moved into the inn's famed hot spring and is refusing to leave. Next up we've got the Mysteries of Coral Cove, another 5e adventure. This is a complete a box set adventure for kids aged 6 plus. So this one's quite interesting. So, Coral Cove is a magical oasis in the sea, protected by a network of reefs and caverns that lead to the inner city. A mysterious contact has reached out to a group of adventurers by a messenger fish to meet in the cove and start the adventure. This is a module manual with rules and a starter campaign with three prominent chapters designed to take your characters from level 1 to 3. It's got pre-made characters with the custom race, water nymph, and classes include Druid, Fighter, Paladin, Sorcerer, Ranger and Rogue. It's got 15 quest options, 10 activities including mazes, colouring pages and other engaging exercises for kids aged 6+. plus. It's got 18 custom colour in character sheets 
and it's got coin and treasure cutouts. So if you've got young children or grandchildren that you want to get into RPGing, then this might well be the hook to draw them in. So this is the Mysteries of Coral Cove 5e Adventure. Then we've got Sailors of the Sunken Sea 5e campaign setting, a 5e compatible campaign setting featuring an underground sea that can be played standalone or integrated into any existing setting. The book features four new class specializations, two new backgrounds, five new spells, 11 new magic items, seven new NPC archetypes and eight new monsters. And finally on this week's list ending soon is Battlemasters and Berserkers, a D&D 5e class expansion, a compendium of character options, magic items and gear, archetypes, paths, feats and more for D&D 5e fighters and barbarians. And I mentioned this one on a previous episode, so if you're looking for more for your berserkers and fighters in 5e, then this is one to look out. So that's all we've got for you this time. Going forward now, anything that is ending soon that I've already mentioned as in this episode, I will only give a brief description and you can refer back to uh, previous episodes. It's uh, hard enough keeping up with all the new stuff coming out all the time. Thank you all for listening and I'll catch you all on the flip side. You've been listening to the Dragons Are Real podcast. For more information, check out the website at petejones.neocities.org. The blog is dragonsarealpodcast.tumblr.com. We are also on YouTube, Facebook and other platforms. If you want to get in touch, you can send me a voicemail via the Anchor app at anchor.fm slash dragonsarereal. Or you can send me an email at dragonsarerealpodcast at pm.me.